In a world where everyone has a camera, there's only one place they should be. PhotoFactsPodcast.com Now here's your hosts, Jim and Robert. And welcome back to the PhotoFacts Podcast. Again, we are here at the Bedford Camera Photo Expo in, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's fun. And we have a special guest again on our podcast Go well, ahead, okay, Robert. so before we announce a special guest, I normally stand outside of the classes, and I like to, as a presenter myself, uh-huh. I like to pick up new tips here and there, so I always kind of like want to know what my competition is like. Even though I don't believe in competition, I want to get better. Uh, this speaker, uh, besides being extremely good-looking with the beard of knowledge <laughs> and wears such fashionable clothes... I had people outside of his presentation saying, and three people used the word polished. So I'm like, oh, is he using that word polished in his presentation? That's kind of crazy. And more people that I spoke to for his presentation, it was informative, it was engaging, and he was a very polished speaker. Love it. I think it's amazing. So let's introduce him now, Jim. Go right ahead. Uh, I only know his first name. That's all I Elia Locardi. Locardi. I'll help you out. I'll help you out on this one. Because yeah, you, you gave go. me a lot of compliments. I there feel like go. I can. There uh, you go. Oh, I caught the last little bit, and it was very intriguing only because I have so many duties going on. And uh, I caught the last bit, and it was absolutely amazing. Well, what's interesting, too, is you said the word polished. And, and fa- I'm going to go with fashionable, even if you didn't say the word fashionable. Oh, my, yes. My grandmother taught me something very important when I was younger. She said, it doesn't matter what you do. Look good doing it. She also told me, and this really helps if you're a presenter, no matter where you present in the world, there are two pieces of knowledge that she shared. Is one, it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what people think you know. Oh. oh, oh he's he's oh. kind of told me that in now, so many words. But yeah. By far, my most favorite piece of advice is never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> oh. Those are the three be keys oh, to successful presentation. <laughs> That I love is that. Cool. So uh, I just caught the very tail end of your presentation. So uh, obviously this is going to go out in the next couple of minutes. And uh, so those people that are listening may be catching up later on. Can you give us a little couple of highlights of your presentation that was here? Yeah, the presentation is really interesting. It talks a little bit about the lifestyle that I lead as a world travel photographer. So being a world travel photographer, I've been on the road full-time since 2009, traveled to over 60 countries, flown almost 2 million miles, had the worst severe jet lag where I don't even really... We're in Memphis right now, Yeah, I think, I think we're in Memphis. All right, so yeah. we're in Memphis right now. I've fallen asleep on every form of public transportation imaginable, even horseback, one-time drunken piggyback, which is a story in itself. And in 2012, having traveled perpetually for so long with my wife... We decided to do something interesting, and that was become 100% location independent. Now, at the time, the term location independent in 2012 wasn't really a big thing. But location independent is a really articulate and fancy way of telling your parents you're going to become homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, we're going to get rid of everything. We're going to travel the world and become location independent. She thinks you got it all figured out. 
Did you say homeless? She might be a little worried. <laughs> we didn't have anything figured out. The presentation starts that way. I just talk about how we started traveling the world, wanting to find the most beautiful destinations to feed our soul for travel and photography, and then really evolving into shooting those beautiful times of day, those blue hours, twilight, sunrises, sunset. And then what I do, um, which I'm kind of known for, is blending time together. Mm -hmm. And that's when we take different times of day, leaving a tripod in a single location and blending a beautiful sunset with a blue hour so that we can encapsulate an entire memory response, everything that we see and feel from a location, rather than a single moment in time, that sequence, the beautiful sunsets, the lights from the city, everything we see and feel into a single frame. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. You know, I, I always joke with people that we are time travelers, but I did not think about it in that way. I think about it the way of capturing that moment, yeah. being able to share that moment yeah. later on. But you're actually taking the day and dynamically compressing it into an image? Actually, absolutely right. Dynamically blending it into an image. And the key is the tripod doesn't move. The elements are staying in the same place. So with simple post-processing techniques and some layering in Photoshop, it's essentially a piece of itself over top. So even with simple layers and opacity, we can start to pull these elements of time together. Well, that's incredible. Now, since you are location independent, or location dependent. Well, what happened five years, the rest of that story is we, we spent five years homeless or location independent with the, the quotes. Right, right. Here. They have and it, it, what happened in the beginning, you know, you, you can only travel with what you have. You buy a new jacket, you have to get rid of one. You know, you have mm -hmm. the cameras, you can't take all the lenses. And becoming more and more busy in the industry, starting getting into aerial photography, drone photography in the beginning. There's sometimes in projects and points where I have six drones I'm carrying with me. So... <laughs> A few years ago, it got so complicated. I had a storage unit in Central Florida, a storage unit in Bangkok. I had my uncle's basement in Rome. He actually had a basement storage unit, and I had my buddy's place in Tokyo. Between these areas, we were starting to strategically leave pieces of gear, pick them up, take them different locations, and it became so logistically impossible to get all this done, and, and it cost so much to go to these places and get everything uh, that we ended up going back to Florida and finding a small apartment, basically to keep... All of our camera gear and as a staging ground for 48 hours between projects to be able to uh, repack and, and head back out with whatever gear we need. So it's evolved into something else, and now I'm still on the road 11 out of 12 months a year, but I try to do about 48, 72 hours between projects That's now. That's great. To, uh, so with oh, all the gear, I'm sure that being that uh, tied to the location... Uh, the equipment that you choose has to be extremely valuable, versatile, lightweight, durable. So what is your camera of choice right now? Everything does have to be um, as lightweight as possible. It also has to be robust. It has to be able to carry the load depending on what your lens. If you're just shooting a really long lens, obviously, you need something a little bit more sturdy with the tripod. Uh, so that's rigidity is really important. But also longevity. If you're on the road all the time, you can't have something break down mm -hmm. because you can't repair it. If I'm in the Himalayas, uh, there's not going to be a camera shop that's going to carry something that I need. It's, it's <laughs> no. going to have to be flown in. We've had to do this. We've had to have friends of ours who are flight attendants for Druk Air in Bhutan fly things in from Bangkok for us because a battery charger gets fried or something like that. Wow. So with the camera stuff, it is about functionality and durability. So currently... My go-to camera is the Fujifilm GFX 50S medium format camera. Right, Moving right. up from the X-Series, I still use the X-Series in tandem because it's lightning fast, great for wildlife, great for action, and even landscape. But the medium format 
larger sensor gives me the ability to print images or single frame images, not panoramic images at sometimes three to six meters with incredible quality. So since I've gotten back into the fine art printing scene, that medium format GFX 50S is just a phenomenal quality camera. So wow. when, when you mentioned the, the panoramic uh, print, uh, are you talking about combining the smaller sensor images Exactly. Uh, to make it larger, yeah. larger resolution? What we can do yeah. is if we're working at anywhere between 24, 40, or even 50 megapixel, uh, it, it, depending, and you can do panos it's simply by hand holding, you know, clicking, uh, clicking a shot, moving it a little bit to the right, rotating to the right, right, and and sort of uh, exposing more of the scene, increasing the field of view, and then in, in Lightroom you can do this automatically right. and create a panoramic image. So two fifty megapixel images could easily become eighty. If you do four, then you can get like hundred and twenty megapixel. Right. So this, I just wanted to point out to the listeners because some of them don't are, are beginners, so yeah. we're not talking about a pano like wide a wide uh, image. We're talking about a pano that's that's built. From several images, not necessarily. Yes. It's not like one of the, not even sixteen nine, but just a, a a wide. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to talk in a uh, more understandable for the for the person that doesn't really know. That's actually a really you know good point to bring up. Yeah, you can take a, an image and crop it panoramic, but then if you think about it, you're losing resolution because yeah. you're cropping it. When you actually shoot uh, multiple images, you overlap. So from left mm-hmm. to right, you'd overlap like twenty percent and you'd have six images, you stitch those together, and then they become a greater, greater resolution overall. Right. And for if you want to print something wall-sized at full resolution, you can do these massive 200-megapixel panos. Mm-hmm. So the medium format gives me the ability to just you know, oh, yeah. shoot one yeah. and maybe two. <laughs> and, and be done. And be done, exactly, <laughs> right, right. exactly. That is outstanding. Well, I, you know, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you have a lot of stuff going on. So for the people that missed this great opportunity with Bedford's, how would they be able to find some more about you? Is there some places you can show our listeners on how to follow you or maybe some other educational opportunities you have coming up? Absolutely. The easiest way to find me, I'm on every social media channel. That's just, it's just my name, slash Elia Locardi. That's E-L-I-A-L-O-C-A-R-D-I dot com. You can find all my images, links to my workshops, photo tours, uh, all the social media and video education. So about four years oh, back, that's great. Yeah, let's hear about that. Four years back, I teamed up with fstoppers.com. We created a series called Photographing the World. Photographing the World is really interesting because we travel all over the world to the most beautiful locations, landscape and cityscape. And the education is a little different than the standard post-processing tutorials where we go to the field, I talk about the scouting, I set up the camera, go through all the settings, we shoot together in the field select all the images that we shot, the best raw files, and then post-processing starts from start to finish. So you have in the field all the infield techniques all the way through the post-processing. And in the beginning, we're starting really basic. Uh, We're starting in Iceland. And if you've never actually used Lightroom and Photoshop, within an hour, you're already getting really beautiful results with the images. And I was in education for a long time. Each lesson builds up in complexity as it goes. First one has uh, 15 lessons. It's about 12 hours of education. And we're actually about to release our fourth season of this. And the best part about it, we include every single RAW file, every single PSD, so you can follow along, Hmm. build the files on your own, practice on the RAW files. So when you're ready to go to those beautiful places like Iceland or Italy, you'll be prepared because you already have practice and idea how Hmm. to capture the best images possible. 
That's cool. That, that um, I love f stoppers. I love they're fun. They're amazing. Uh, we travel together all the time. They're the only people in the world that I can spend three or four months in the field with <laughs> and, and not kill them. <laughs> and huh? not kill. And we, we, we love each other even more at the end. Right. The other thing too, if you guys want to check it out, if you if you Google photographing the world or you go to YouTube, we have some free lessons, but we also create a behind the scenes series. It's a shadow series. It's it's laugh out loud funny because basically the f stoppers team, Lee and Patrick and I, roll the cameras all the time. And this is us behind the scenes, either yelling at each other, laughing, or just creating fun content, too. And that's absolutely free to watch on YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that is great. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's My been pleasure. a pleasure to have you here. I'm uh, looking forward to talking to the guys over at the Fuji booth about some of the new lenses, and especially that medium format camera. Yeah, and my advice for anybody who wants yes. to, uh, who's thinking about getting that camera, don't use it. Oh. Because it's, it's very addictive. <laughs> it's it's tough. I you think you mentioned that in your if class. If you're thinking about, if you're leaning towards getting it, go ahead and picking it, pick it up. You know, but uh, if you're not sure, you will be sure after you use it. It's pretty oh, incredible. Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll make sure we get all the links and everything. And uh, we may have one more episode to wrap up later on tonight. Yeah. But we're getting ready for let's make a deal, and we'll wrap it up. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks to you guys. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Visit our world headquarters at photofactspodcast.com.